Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters, about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jake, our sponsors today, the 49th Annual Houston Fishing Show and Boyd's One Stop. 62 down on the island right now in Galveston. And it looks like uh, cloudy skies today, a slight chance of a rain shower. Not much of it, maybe a 10, 20% chance. Uh, South-southeast winds 10 to 20 miles per hour with a high of 66 a little warmer up on the high ground, but along the coast in the mid-60s. Tonight, cloudy skies, low of 62, south-southeast 10 to 15. And then for tomorrow, cloudy with a slight chance of a rain shower, south at 10 to 20 with a high of 67. So, spring-like weather already. Supposed to get cool next week, though. Looks like another front coming in behind this rain this weekend. Looks like a rainy Super Bowl Sunday. All right, looking at tides for today, we have a low of 8.40, a low at 8.40 a.m. It's a negative 1.0. Then we have a high at 5.23 p.m., a 1.1, and then a low at 8.33 p.m., a 1.0. All right, current conditions. Uh, Right now, looks like uh, Galveston Channel is 62 degrees down there with 59-degree water and east-southeast wind at 5 to 7 right now. And at Eagle Point, it's 66 with 60-degree water east-southeast at 3 to 5. And at Morgan's Point, it's 60 degrees with 59-degree water with an east wind at 1 to 3 miles per hour. Barometric pressure is holding steady at 29.95 inches. So that's pretty pretty much where we're at on weather and everything kind of uncharacteristic at this time of year. But we'll take it after what we've been through before. So... Rainy weekend ahead, cooler temperatures early next week. All right, let's go over to Sabine Lake and check in with Bill Watkins this morning, see what he's up to. Hello, Mr. Watkins. What's up? Hey, man, how are you doing this morning? Oh, it's all good. That's it. It's just good to be here, man. Yeah, there you go. Yes, Life sir. is good, after yes. all. Well, I think we've got, uh, we've probably got enough uh, fresh water coming through the system right now. Uh, <laughs> I do believe that. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm tore up up here, over here. You know, uh, up on my end. Yeah, it's. Uh, <clears throat> I've, I've done a little. <laughs> it's fresh. <laughs> yeah, a little sweet. <laughs> a little sweet. A little sweet. Uh, I, I had a I had a cancellation yesterday. Uh, one of my one of my three guys actually. Uh, had fluid in his lungs and had to go to the hospital. So uh, that's a pretty good excuse to miss a fishing trip, right? Yeah. And uh, so uh, I just did a little checking around and see what the, what the water conditions were, called a couple people, and it's pretty fresh. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> me, I think it. Uh, yeah, I think our fishing's going to be down south right now. <laughs> yeah, I would presume. Same here. Yeah, we've had we've had some really really low tides for the last few days, and uh, and I think yesterday afternoon we've had a pretty good booming tide coming in, and uh, 
So now what's going to happen is the fish are going to be stuck somewhere between uh, the lower Louisiana shoreline and Blue Buck Point and on down toward Lighthouse Cove up and down mm-hmm. in that area. That's where our, that's where the fish are going to show up next. That's where the trout are going to be. And, of course, redfish might be anywhere. They're, they're out in the lake. And yeah. I think that tide stayed slow. They probably went back out into the lake. I mean, good grief, they couldn't be in the marsh because there wasn't any water in there. And uh, I think uh, you know that big booming tide coming in yesterday, that's probably going to put fish back up on the shoreline. There's lots of little bitty fry out there. You know, birds picking here and there and eating those little bitty, you know, half-inch fish, glass minnows or, or pokey, whichever they are. Mm-hmm. But there's a bunch of them out there. Oh, man. I mean, so there's plenty of food growing. There's yeah, no we're, we're getting close to that old glass minnow season, you know, early spring yeah. when they're real tiny and those fish really, well, I mean, they gorge yeah. on them. That's what they do. And, uh, yeah, you cut one open and it'll just be stuffed full of them. I think they just swim around their mouth open and gobble them. Yeah, and I used to hate the, the month of April up, you know, over my way. I hated the month of April because of that, because you had a, a daylight bite and a dark bite, and all the daytime was just <laughs> pretty much null and void, just pick and peck and grind and, boy, I'm fishing light <laughs> off right. Really, actually, the evening bite was always better during that glass minute pattern, you know, from about an hour before dark into the darkness they'd go to blowing them up along shorelines like crazy and catch good yep. trout under them i mean big trout feeding on you know on glass man it's crazy man they love them i don't know why but they do you wouldn't think there'd be much food value in those things but hey yeah, it must have some kind of nutrient in them they crave kind of like the way people crave crawfish when they can't get them <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Or they can get them, but they can't afford to get them. You can't <laughs> right afford now. to get them right now. That's I'm problem, telling yeah. you, man. Are crawfish high over your way? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You bet. Oh, yeah, that's, well. all you, that's all you see is high prices. But I understand where, you know, they've got to produce those things. And, oh, man, you know, they're, they're, they're in short supply. It's gonna be the price is gonna be high. The demand is high and the supply is low, and the cost is ridiculous. If we just, uh, but we we love them so good. Who would have ever thought? You know, when I was a kid, we we thought that that was fish bait. Yeah. But uh, after I got to be an adult, we figured out that hey, you can eat those things, and man, they taste good. <laughs> oh shoot. We all became honorary Cajuns, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, our our bite is going to be probably off a little bit right now. I would think that uh, uh, we'll have some good fishing here probably right after this cool spell next week settles down. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that's that's when it's all going to come together. Uh, so I think you now it depends on how much rain we get this Sunday. They're saying Sunday's going to be the big rain day. Uh, it might have we might have a little more runoff, but hey, all that stuff coming from upstream is the problem. Yes, local rain doesn't bother us like that. You know, upstream flooding does coming down. That's that's what gets yeah. us. All that stuff that you know rained up in East Texas that. All up in there around Dallas, and all that. That's coming here now. And, yes. Uh, but it's slowly, it looks like the river levels are slowly going down. And uh, I think it'll all gel out here pretty quick. Yeah, if we can just, you know, don't get any more big rain events and keep it down. And then with these fronts coming through, I mean, with that all that west wind the other day, I mean, it lowered tides. I bet the bay up my way was four foot low. Oh, it it had to be that low here too. Uh, and right then it'll disperse it throughout the bay system. I know it makes the water look ugly on top when it moves down south with those low tides, but then 
you get that good strong income and then you get a good mix that's you got to have just yeah. day in and day out get those exchanges like that and it'll it'll get your water back to normal health again <laughs> well in my experience it takes about oh two to three weeks for the fish that you know that's all the way up north mm-hmm. they have to they have to move down 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 with that fresh water and then they'll all wind up being they'll set up in a certain area up and down in front of Sabine Pass or back up into the lower end of the lake. They'll set up in there somewhere. Mm. And then there's a separate school of fish that comes down the Louisiana shoreline all the way from coffee ground, all the way down slowly. And usually takes three weeks for that transition to happen. And uh, we've already been through a couple of weeks already. So they should be showing up along that area and i'll have to i'll have to relocate them again but yeah uh, i'm I'm thinking that you know the next time it settles down a little bit they're going to show up where i want them to be and they'll be there then for a while right because the salt water is going to come in if you get a a pretty good tide comes in then uh, that that bunches up all the bait and the fish against each other on the falling tide, it moves them a little bit, and then on the incoming, it pushes them back up a couple of miles, so they stay in that transition period. And you, once you locate where that spot is, where the bait wanting to hold, then you've got it figured out. So well, it's, all, uh, it's all like, a, like I've always said, fresh water is the key to fishing Sabine Lake. Well, and... Something you got going in your favor too with Sabine Lake, the way that lake shapes and the way that ship channel runs into it and then around the edge of it, and then comes back in up north. That uh, brings you know good salty water underneath, you know, and back around yeah. where you get you get the double whammy when it starts to salt up. You get it up north and down south too, and then you get the squeeze in the center of the lake. And uh, it uh, wonder how many trout. Up north, when they when there is a flush like that, I wonder how how many of them use that ship channel end up flowing all the way down and coming out down, you know, below the causeway. I think uh, I think a lot of them do that. Do they? I yeah. mean, you get the intercoastal is pretty pretty wide up there across the top of the lake, right? And you got Spain River flowing to the west, and it comes out and flows to the west, and some fish kick around and go into Coffee Ground Cove and then gradually move down that way. But I think the bulk of them actually move down that channel. When it starts running, those right. rivers get together and, and flow. You've got that big 50-foot deep channel, and it's wide, and it pushes a whole lot of fish. And the next thing you know, they're all the way down around Keith Lake or Sabine mm-hmm. Bass. Yeah. And then... You know, the ones that move through the lake down the Louisiana shoreline, they they swirl around and wind up going down the Louisiana shoreline. So you got to, there's a, there's a two-pronged movement that goes with that. And then once they show up, they're, they're, they come to meet the bait. Then the, the you know, tide squeezes them in between. Mm-hmm. And once they set up, They'll kind of hang in that area for oh till mid May. Yeah, they just roll mid-June. roll that flow back and forth, don't they? You know, tide and tide yeah, exchanges. It, yeah, it just depends on how much fresh water keeps exactly. coming, how fast that change up happens. Got you. All right, let me knock this break out. I'll be right back with you, buddy. Hang on. You got it. Well, folks, if you're going fishing, don't not till you've been to the 49th annual. Houston Fishing Show. That's coming up February 14th through the 18th, and that's going to all be held at the George R. Brown Convention Center. And, folks, we're talking everything for fishermen, all the new rods, reels, and lures, all the factory reps there on hand to answer all your questions and to and to show you their new products, and guides from Alaska to South America. We're talking dozens of fully rigged boats on display and hundreds of kayaks, and there will be saltwater and freshwater clinics, That'll be held every day, and, you know, look for the special kids clinic on Saturday and Sunday. Get the kids out of the house and uh, 
go by and check it out. They'll have a lot of fun, plus they'll come home with a lot of giveaways. So if you love to fish or you just want to learn more about fishing, don't miss the 49th Annual Houston Fishing Show. You can check them out at HoustonFishingShow.com. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll around. Wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cat and drive. Stealing a young girl's hearts. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 417 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we're back, my friend. Thanks for the hold. Oh, no problem. That was a short break. Yes, was you know, enough. you know, I got to, we had a little bit of a little bit of a boat show over here in, in uh, Ford at the Ford Center. Did you I RV? Didn't hear nothing about it. RV and boat show. Well, I tell you what, these boats have got so expensive that it's hard to sell one. <laughs> I mean, all of this stuff has just gone into the stratosphere. Yeah, and I can't even I can't even fathom that the cost. I mean, to replace my boat, I've got a twenty-two Pathfinder, and of course, you know, I, I just bought a new engine last year, a new Yamaha to put on it. Right. It was the only one in the shop at the time. They only had one. Okay. Yeah, Most of them the go motor to motor prices. Everybody was waiting over a year to get an engine. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And and uh, now they're still not really readily available. The Yamahas are coming out on skeeters and all kind of boats like that. And Mercury's are already they're pre-rigged from the factories. Yeah, a lot of them. And uh, I would think maybe the Mercury's are a little bit more available, but uh, I mean it's it's moderating to somewhat. But I don't know how in the world anybody can afford. To replace a boat that cost my boat cost forty eight thousand. I got a pretty good deal on it back in '07, and that boat right now is eighty nine thousand without a trolling motor or electronics. Yeah, just and that's you know, plain Jane. Before you add any power pole or anything to it, that's to me in my mind that's totally stupid that a boat like that could be that much. I mean, if you get a 24, it's going to rig on out to about 120. Yeah. And uh, to, to, uh, to put it mildly, I'm just actually pissed off about this. Right. I mean, to think that you have to pay that kind of money for a boat. And now that ain't the end of it. Then you got to have a truck to pull it with. Yeah, not to mention the price of insurance these days, man. I mean, it just. Oh, God. Insurance is just, if I had all the money I'd paid in my lifetime in insurance, I'd be a multimillionaire. <laughs> you could, well, you know, for, you could for boats and vehicles and homeowners and all that, it's just, it's unbelievable. You could actually self-insure your own stuff. Yes. If you if you'd have got by the first ten years without a bad accident of some kind or right. a home burning down, you could have insured yourself and and kept that going. And I I wish I'd have seen that really, um, you know, back there I I could have. Well, you just don't realize that until you get our age and and look back at it and go, my goodness gracious, how much? Oh yeah, I spent my lifetime on that and never even used it. Never used it. Not to, I didn't throw the health insurance in there. I forgot that part. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Now the health insurance is right in there with it. If you don't, if you don't have a a company insurance policy, that yeah, that's yeah, one of the things. Of plan. Yeah, you're you're in, in a bad yeah. way. It just uh, it's just totally stupid. And even now, us old people, we've got to. We got to do some kind of Medicare Advantage plan, PPO, or whatever. Well, yeah, you, you've got to have a supplemental. That's right. I mean, and, that's, and everybody goes, "Man, you got it made now. You're on Medicare and all that." I said, "No, I ain't got it made. It's costing me almost the same as what it did before I got on Medicare." That's exactly because I right. I got to buy a supplemental. Plus, they take that out of my check every month. <laughs> yes, Medicare. sir. That's right. Do the math on that. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's uh, not uh, not easy. I don't know how uh, not. people make it. 
the average Joe. Well, I know I know one a young guy. I won't name his name. He's he bailed off into a really nice twenty three skeeter with all the bells and whistles, and he financed that thing for twenty years. Now, how in the world do you come out on it? How do you come? You got to get the note down to where he could afford it. Now, how in the world do you afford that at the far end? You're gonna you're gonna be so upside down finally that, I mean, you're gonna have to pay for it for hey, if you, when I if first you double up. Gadding, you couldn't finance a boat for more than three years. No, I could. I never tried to to finance it more than three. years. No, but I mean, back then you couldn't. <laughs> and no, well, I'm not gonna name any names either. But I know one over this way. Showed up. He just started his. Just started. I, I don't know how he. You can start off like that. He doesn't even have a clientele built up, and uh, start <laughs> off with a, you know, hundred twenty thousand dollar boat and eighty thousand dollar truck. I mean, there you go. He's two hundred grand in debt, and he ain't even running trips yet. There you go. Some daddy's money somewhere or something going on. I mean, it just do the math on it. I know. I know what uh, finances are like, Gadden. It's feast and famine. Yes. It's totally feast and famine. Yeah. And uh, then you, you get some <laughs> a bunch of rain and kind of screws up the fishing for a couple of weeks. And, you know, everybody's pretty savvy about that. <laughs> so nobody's coming. You got you, you to be able to pay for all that shit while you're yeah. waiting for the customers to come. <laughs> Oh man, I, I'm telling you, it's just uh, we're one uh, one breakdown from bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Living that's exactly edge. how. It is. Oh yeah, and it, you know, so, it's not only the boat. There's other factors. You know, what if you're a bait fisherman and all the money you spend on bait in a year's time? And uh, Lord have mercy. And uh, rods, reels, lures. All of yeah. it until you get big time and you can get sponsored by that stuff. But uh, it's a it's a deep endeavor. Yeah. So I don't know how how it's sustainable. Um, over here, you know, I, we had several people that were buying that Louisiana license, but now uh, a couple of them have dropped out and. Right now, I only know of two that have purchased that license mm-hmm. for the year. Me and one other guy. Well, if they want a meat <laughs> haul, they better go down and buy them one. Uh, yeah, because uh, they're over there looking. They're always looking for some poor Texan that's doing wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just, oh, man. All of that added together, and it's just... It's almost not sustainable. Now, all my all my stuff is paid for, so I can run, you know. But then, then you well, you can make it through yeah. hard times. Yeah, I mean that's why I'm where I'm at too with everything paid for. That's just that's the only way to go. I mean, look at old Steve Hillman, a good buddy of mine. He he's still running a 2003 truck, three quarter ton, pulling his boat with it. He just keeps yeah. it prepared. It's paid for, and he's ahead of the game. He doesn't. Have he's to, smart. He don't. He don't need <laughs> yeah. a brand new, you know, eighty hundred thousand dollar truck to look good. He he just looks good because he fishes good. He knows the drill. Yeah. There you go. And the older I got, you know, in the guide business, the smarter I got. It uh, it'll keep the wolves off of you because there's nothing worse than not being able to pay your bills. That's probably the most the. the the most humiliating thing for anybody that's in business for themselves is not be able to to make it, you know, and not be able to pay yeah. your bills. Yeah, and you can't keep borrowing can't capital, at night. borrowing capital. Can't borrow no. your way out of it. <laughs> it's all going to come no, to a sooner or later. Yeah, you can just push it, kick the can down the road as far as you want to, but eventually there's payback. Yes. And it's just uh, really hard. Hard on a, a guy that wants to be in business, and yeah, it's hard on your confidence. You got all that hanging over your head. You can't focus on your fishing and what you need to be focusing on because you're worried, worried to death. 
Fishing scared is what I call it when you're in debt. <laughs> fishing scared, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. But, hey, I, I'm, I'm not real sure how the far end of this is going to go. Um, and now, now I've already had a couple of phone calls about this new limit, trout limit. Mm-hmm. People that have people that have been fishing below Galveston down that way are, are calling me saying, "Is it true what they're saying about the trout limit being going to three? I said, "Yeah." I said, "Yeah, coastwide all the way to here." And they said, "Well, we're not going to pay seven hundred dollars for a fishing trip uh, and just get to keep three. So, uh, well, are you interested they paid in taking us on?" I mean, they paid seven hundred for five. You mean they're going to sacrifice their pleasure for two two slimy trout? I mean, yeah, there, there's a to limit. Start with no, there's a limit to what people will put up with, yeah. and uh, I think they've. I think they're going to find it. Um, you know, it's, some guys like to keep fish, and you know that's just the way it's going to go. So. Yeah. I'm already getting well, we calls. We don't know before they ever make that call to book a fishing trip. It would be cheaper just to run down to their local seafood market and buy it. Oh, yeah. I've always told you people know, that you need it's it, cheaper you need to buy it. a fish market than it yeah. is to hire me. <laughs> I mean, and, but they got to look at your end of the deal, too. I mean, you're you're still having to spend even more money than you ever had just to, just to accommodate them. <laughs> And uh, right. you can't you can't sacrifice your your uh, I mean it's work. What is your time worth? You know. Yeah, my time's worth a little bit. Absolutely, You're out there teaching people how to do it right. You know, and and uh, putting them on fish, showing them the ropes. I mean, just because you caught your three doesn't mean the day's over with. I mean, you still got plenty of hours you can fish, and they can learn things, and you can throw fish back. That kind of deal. Oh yeah, but that's my and, uh, perspective. That's the way I look at it. It's it, you're in the entertainment business, basically. That's exactly what we're doing. That's right. That's that's what we do. But uh, and, and I mean, if they they want a meat haul, hey, book a freshwater guide and go get you twenty five catfish and twenty five white bass and twenty five crappie. Yeah, that's that's hard you to beat. Stack that. some meat up, you know, and it's it's at half the price. Well, I don't know the crappie the crappie deal is not, but it, it's it, not. You, but by the time you yeah you you some of those guys put three or four five six people in the boat they'll pull a thousand dollars down on a crappie boat. Well, yeah, but that's you know like what one hundred twenty five hundred and fifty a man plus tips. You know yeah. you can look at a thousand. Yeah, and don't even yeah. get your fish oh, yeah. for that. <laughs> you got to clean them. No, yourself. you don't. <laughs> no. no, you don't. <laughs> And I'm, I look at that every once in a while and think, what in the heck am I doing? I ought to just get me a pontoon boat and go that way. But You know, a lot of places is, down south, they won't let you clean fish at their marinas and stuff anymore. They have a fish cleaner there that uh, you got to pay him to do it, and then he disposes of them. I don't want them thrown in the water or anything like that. That's far out. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You hard know, to even Louisiana's imagine. has been doing it for quite a while. You know, you have to pay somebody to clean your fish. Yeah, at the marinas, at the big, do, uh, you know? at the big lodges, that's what they do. Right. They, I don't, I don't know what they charge for fish anymore, but yeah. And here we are doing it ourselves. Well, and I just, like, you know, okay. that's basically, I throw that in. That's part of my service, you know. It's cleaning the cat. That's part of mine too. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I want to look in fish over and see what kind of condition they're in inside and what they've been feeding on, all that. Oh yeah. Uh, that tells me a lot. You learn from your catch. Yes, sir. And uh, I, I do. I do get tired of sawing on those redfish, though. <laughs> oh man, that's uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's a problem. Goes, but well, you know, electric knife. I mean, I can clean them faster with just a regular serrated blade knife and clean them just as good as electric. I played that electric game for a while, and after you burn up about. Four or five of them in three months. It is not worth it. It's not even worth it. No, no you're right. It it just it, you can clean them just as fast and just as good. I, and, see, uh, I use those uh, Moondial or Mundial, however you pronounce it. You know, M U N D I. Mundial. Yep. No serrated. Vegan. 
I got two of yeah. them I've had for 10 years, and they will not go dull. I just cut right through them toothpick bones, you know, the rib cages. You're filleting down, you know, half-shelling it, and they have held yep. up beautifully. That uh, That is a wonderful knife, and uh, over here at uh, Commercial Kitchens, they have figured out what that knife is good for besides slicing bread, and they sell them pretty good. <laughs> Everybody has a redfish knife over here. I used to buy my can... old boy. It used to be at the fishing show every year, Larry the Knife Guy. He had every kind of knife oh, yeah. you'd want, and I used to get them from him. Yeah, that, is, that is a fantastic knife, and you're right. I've got one. I've got the first one I ever bought. It's starting yeah, to dull a little bit, and uh, I've got a couple of new ones. I gave one of my customers a knife the other day. He he said, man, I want one of those. I said, here, you can just have this one. <laughs> they're not that expensive. No, they're really not. That, they're cheap. And uh, I've got one with a black handle and one with a yellow handle. <laughs> i got one with a white handle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but they are, they're, the, they're the nut. It's a Brazilian-made bread knife, my Mundial, M-U-N-D-I-A-L. USA and that's 10 inch bread knife and it's yeah. not regular serrated it's a it's a bread slicer and yeah. boy that thing it ain't afraid of a sheep head it ain't afraid of a drum yeah. and it's sure not afraid of a redfish that's one of the finest knives I've got in my arsenal so yeah, yeah. That, oh and by the way you can cut a deer knuckle off with it <laughs> yeah you, Saw if it you want to go ahead oh heck yeah Pretty good knives, man. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you got to be prepared with all that stuff. And I mean, when you go to throwing a a twenty six inch, twenty seven inch redfish up on the table, and you want to get through it, that's the knife to get. Yeah, I never found a better one yet. After you uh, cut behind the head and down the belly, and uh, make sure that thumb's out of the way because that thing hits the thumb knuckle, it's gone. (laughs) Oh Lord, yeah, like nobody's business, brother. All right, Bill, i got to run, man. If All right, man. If give you a call about coming over and fishing Sabine with you this year, give them some info, my friend. 409-673-9211 or, you know, fishsabinelake.com. You got it, buddy. All right, Bill, Check always on a pleasure. Facebook. Hey, have a All good right, day. Man. Yeah, find you on you Facebook. Too, I'll stay up yeah. with you later, man. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. Time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 438 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's uh, run up to Lake Conroe and check in with the fish dude. Good morning, Richard. Oh, good morning, Mickey. How are you this morning? I'm good, buddy. How are you? You know I'm good, brother. I get fish every day. I know it. You're a fishaholic. You got you got issues, man. You need to check into rehab, brother. You got problems. There ain't no rehab that can (laughs) fix what I got. That's the problem. (laughs) There ain't none that can fix it. But now it's. I think what as I've been bass fishing most of the week, but we're gonna catfish today a little bit. See what's happening, but. Water cleaning up. It is cleaning up a little bit. Not, you know, it's it's muddy as heck all throughout the lake because I've been pretty much yeah. from the dam all the way up north, and and uh, but it's starting to it's starting to settle down now that the you know they quit drawing on it so much, but it's still pretty muddy. You know, you just got to you got different stages of of muddy. Some of it's right. so muddy I just don't don't have any confidence in it at all. Like like Caney Creek area, it's full of that full of the grass and everything and man it is it is a mud hole I, i've been over there trying to fish i just left i just i, I said i can't fish this stuff i mean there's got to be clear yeah. water somewhere else but but uh so that's what i've been doing and then you know all the way up north there's some areas up there that's that's clearing up pretty good because you know a lot of the vegetation plus there's there's not any runoff in there so yeah, that's that's one of the big things. But those those areas are getting hammered pretty hard right now too. So, other other day I was in there like on uh, I, I think it's last week I was in there on Thursday and it was there were six or eight boats within sight. So, you know they were 
they were everywhere up in that in the jungle area up north. So that's one of them things. But that's those fish are still in there pretty good because I went back in. I think it was Sunday. I went back in there, and we had we caught two or three of them out of the same area, and there were some boats fishing an angler's quest tournament that was going on, and they were in there also. And we were sitting, you know, 30, 40 yards apart catching fish, sitting there watching each other catch fish. So it's they're still there, and there's there's a good population of them. It just can't find the size, you know. I, I've not found yeah. any over over five pounds yet, and that's that's what I'm looking for, you know, give me some good, consistent five- and six-pound fish and be in good shape. So, but I got to bring this up too, and I don't know if you saw what my wife posted yesterday, but these knuckleheads keep dumping these dang dogs out here. I mean, oh, good boy. night. I I enjoy living out in the country, but these rascals drop three pups that I know of, eh? and they're you know I don't know how old they are. They look look to be six to eight weeks old. Dumped them out down here on the road. And I guess they just gonna let them starve to death. So. Male lady come by crying. She wanted wanted my wife to go pick them up. So we we got three additions. If anybody needs a puppy, they look kind of like little schnauzers and stuff. But I'm not sure what they are because, like I say, they they just double them out here all the dang time. But but uh, I got five of them already. I don't need That's three more. Man. That's uh, it is. It's horrible. You, you know, know, and I don't know why I people mean, if, take them out in the country to dump them. I mean, they they yeah. got a less survival right there. If the coyotes and other stuff don't get them, you know, it just they can exactly. starve to death I mean, until they find a home. You know, somebody to feed yeah. them. I mean, that just kills me. You know, I don't. I get mean, it, you, you know, if you just, can't afford a dog, don't get a dog. And if don't you get a dog, yeah, don't. don't don't let it get pregnant. Get it neutered or spayed. Right. I mean, and, take care of them. Good night. I'm, I'll yeah. tell you what. You know. I mean, it's basically, you know, I have my neighbors say, why you bring your dogs out here to, for me to kill them? Why don't you kill them? Yeah. You know, because it's, I mean, not everybody has got a, as, as I'm going to say, good a heart as, as my wife and I do as far as these animals are concerned, because we take them in. I mean, good night. I don't, I don't know why, but we just do. We just keep taking them in. And it's, uh, but I mean, I. I, I just I don't get it. Just try to get rid of them. Don't just chunk them out on the side of the road. I mean, that well, don't you work. You show me a man that don't like dogs or a dog don't like him, and I'll show you a man I'll stay clear of. That's right. I, I agree with you 100%, especially if the dog don't like them. You know, yeah, that's, especially uh, that. Dogs are good yeah. judge of character, buddy. <laughs> they know. They, they, they really <laughs> they are. I mean, it. they quick too i mean that's the thing they can tell you they can tell you good folks from bad folks but but anyway get off that little rant but now well, i understand I goes, I, hey that's throw it out there it's just not I'm, it's just not right yeah, it's not it's it very inhumane right. it really is you know especially like out here in the woods you know because i i live on a, a dirt road or a dirt road that's four and a half miles long and there might be on this four and a half miles, there might be 20 people that live down, or 20 different homes on this road. Right. And that's that's a pretty good gap between houses, you know. Everybody's mm -hmm. got pretty big acreage, and like you say, you know, you got coats and stuff out here. They, they're going to eat, you know, and that's, I just, I'd rather uh, dump them in town if you're going to dump them, take them to a shelter, find a way to give them away, do something, you know, don't. Don't just dump the dang things, especially, you know, this time of year, too. They there's no way they can survive. You know, it's just not going to happen. So, but anyway, I'm ready to get on some hybrids. Them goofy rascals, the last couple of times I've tried for them, those knuckleheads just, they, they kind of turned off on me. I think it's that muddy water finally Yeah, that's what I was fixing to mention. Maybe it's maybe it's that water conditions. It's made it put such yeah, a change to it. I know it kills my I'm bite. Guessing. Yeah, I tell you what, it's 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 crazy how it shut them down. You know, it's at the first the first week or so it wasn't so bad, but now it's you know it's gone in and it, it's kind of slowed them down a little bit. And I I just mm -hmm. you know the first you know the first week or so I had to adjust my depth because the color, you know the water color, I could see the fish down there twenty foot deep, but I couldn't get them to bite, so I adjusted up shallow and they would come mm -hmm. up and eat it. But but uh. 
you know, I'd go like 10 foot deep instead of 20 foot deep and they would eat, eat those, those shad, but they're just not, you know, they're just not doing it right now. And it's, it, I, I'll get them figured out again. It's just, I think it's going to take letting that water settle down because with as much as it's been up and down as what was it, uh, can't remember what night it was where it rained, but man, it rained three, I think it was Saturday night it rained and it rained three inches overnight up here. And I yeah. didn't realize it rained that much until I got to the lake and saw it was coming up, especially when I got back, back in and it was higher when I came back in than it was when I left. So, but that, that water moving up and down like it has been on Conroe. Granted, they got it back down to pretty much normal right now, but it's still, you know, up and muddy. And, you know, cold, muddy water is not your friend. Mm. It's just not your friend. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a hard, hard way to catch fish in that cold, muddy water. But, you know, right now we've got a little warm spell. It's like yesterday it was 30, I think it was 37 or 38 here at the house. When I left, that's, I'm sitting here. It's 59. So yeah, yeah a, it warmed up during little, the night. It's 60 here on the coast. So yeah, so maybe I, maybe that bite will be a little bit better today than it has been. And and uh, even though I'm catfishing, you know, catfish were kind of slow on the other day. Granted, we we fished for hybrids for a couple of hours, and then then I said that you know that's enough of this. Let's jump over and try these catfish. And the catfish were. You know, we caught several small ones mixed in, but we did end up with, with you know, a good mess of, of good ones. I think we ended up with 19 that we kept, but the bite's just a little bit different. It's a lot lighter bite in these muddy conditions and, and cooler, the cooler conditions. And then yesterday, good night, yesterday was got in the back of some of these coves and found some 64-degree water tip. So that's going to... That's gonna make some of these fish move move right on up and spawn. Yeah, they're gonna you know, move up. Of, yeah, I mean that's you know a lot of people don't know it, but when that water temperature hits sixty degrees, that's when everything gets wide open. Everything starts changing. You know, it's fish move up. They start feeding good. They they just do a lot of different things. And then also, I noticed a lot of people were catching some crappie around bridge pilings and stuff going into creeks yesterday and day before. You know, so had some kayakers out next to these bridge pilots catching fish there at Stowaway. There were some mm. down on the south end that, that I saw catching some of them. So those fish are, are moving back. The crappie are trying to move back in the creeks, so they're getting ready to spawn. It right. going to a full-blown spawn here pretty quick also. So Well, I saw where uh, there was like three lunkers caught this week, you know, over 13. I what know. I call them legacy lunkers and one yes, at Rayburn. Well, that was a big. That was a beautiful yeah. fish caught at Rayburn, man. So uh, it was, wasn't it? it yeah, it that was. was a good one. All right, but, Richard. Well, I got to roll, man. If somebody wants to call you about coming up and getting with you, man, give them some info. All right, Mickey. Anyone can get in touch with me at nine three six 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 one seven nine two zero. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudegx dot com. Or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. And if you want to, throw your address out there so somebody can come dump some more dogs for you. <laughs> I know, I know. That's horrible. I'll tell you what. That, right, you buddy. ain't no good, Mickey. <laughs> Later, dog. Right, See buddy. you, man. All right. That's the fish dude up on Lake Conroe. Now let's run over to Matagorda. Let's check in with our good friend, Captain Charlie Paradoski. Charlie P., my man, what's up? Good morning, Mickey. How are you? How are you, bud? I'm good. Yeah. Well, hanging in there. Yeah. Having a, having a problem getting people to fish right now, like like, like most guides, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, bookings are down. Now, the yes. phone ain't ringing much right now. Figure this weather break and this warm-up, you know, people start getting interest again, but it'll come. You know, you yeah, you gotta you, and you gotta fish these windows this time of year. Like yes, you know, like last week it was Thursday and Friday, and and this week it's today and tomorrow. The days will be out there if you want to catch some fish, but uh, mm -hmm. you got to go to catch them. You can't catch them sitting at home. No, but, but there's there's just not many people fishing right now, and uh, I think. You know, January and February were always two of my favorite months to fish, but I had uh, had a lot of 
good hardcore fishermen to fish and uh they're all dead now so yeah no. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> it's kind of like in world war ii vets they're gone man yeah but, buddy uh, tough guys are gone they are they're either they're the gone or they're down the south right now i can tell yeah. you that too. well if i if i had my preference that's where i'd be yeah Fish yeah. better be glad I live up here. Boy, I I love it down there. Oh yeah, a, I don't know, Mickey. That's kind of a paradise. It's always been compared to what what we've done up well, here. Well, it's the last frontier of coastal fishing in my books. You know, from yeah from Corpus down to Isabel. That's just uh, that's the last frontier. Yeah. Until it gets overdeveloped, yeah. you know, we're just so developed up this way. The more, you know, you come up the coast, the more developed it is and more commercial, everything. It, uh, it it changes changes the habitat and the whole resource. It's not good for that. Yep. It's good for money and commerce. Right. It's not good for the, for the wildlife. All good things come to an end. That's the way it's always been all our life, you know? So, but... Uh, what do we need next? Maybe we need hatcheries in all these places. I don't even know if that'll help. But well, it couldn't hurt. <laughs> no, we got to uh, hurt. Got got enough rich people out there that could, uh, you know, put in something it. like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think of it all the time. Well, even the commerce that's hurting the fishery could pitch in. Yeah. Yeah, I was I, I was thinking about it yesterday. I, I've got a Bucky's over here by my house. See, seeing all the money they're making just that one store, I said, "Man, let me need him to put some hatcheries in around here somewhere." Well, anybody knows about the the hat, you know, the resource? It's him. They know. Abs- absolutely. That's incredible the amount of money they make every day. And I'm I'm just looking at one store. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know, it's uh, I guess Mother Nature's protecting these fish right now. I just don't know many people fishing down here. I know a couple of the guys went yesterday just fun fishing and uh said the redfish were plentiful, they didn't catch many trout, but uh mm-hmm. You know, the wind is today and tomorrow. If I was fishing today and tomorrow, I'd catch them. No yeah. problem. think so. You know? Uh, well, it's the profession all. we chose, and you got to live with it. it uh, it's kind of like old Phil Robertson told him, you know, when he was a big-time quarterback <laughs> playing. He he started, started ahead of uh, Terry Bradshaw. Bradshaw was his uh-huh. backup. And he said, yeah, I went for the ducks, and Terry went for the bucks. <laughs> yeah. And Terry always says that Phil was better than him, too. Yeah. God. Well, that's hard to believe, Terry. isn't it? Man, Terry, Terry. was an animal. God, guy took great. some beatings. He did. He didn't, uh, he didn't get as much credit as I thought he should have. You know, well, he was a leader of that team. What they win – Three or four, four Super Bowls under him, a bunch. I mean, he was a nemesis on the Houston Oilers and the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, buddy. He was great. He was great. So, anyway, I guess they got like, – don't they have a big Legends tournament this weekend? Yeah, that's down at Corpus, yeah. it's. Uh, yeah. I think they're up to around 43, 44 teams already. Hmm. Be. You know, it's a shame they didn't get a good cold snap before this to, you know, congregate those big fish again. They're kind of scattered out now, you know, since it's warmed up so much. It's been a lot warmer there. Their water temperature has come up. They're still catching nice and good fish, but, I mean, they're not as, you know, schooled up as tight as they were. But well, it's a weather fish thing, you know. In. Yeah, it is. It's a weather thing. They're gonna, they're going to catch them high pressure or not. That, that's the thing about this week. There hasn't been much high pressure. Well, and the guys that fish pressure. that thing, that's your cream of the crop, trout fishermen in the state of Texas, yes. and uh, they're going to get them. They're going to get theirs. 
They will. They're, they're good. Yes, they are. And I'd say probably most of them uh, would agree and say that uh, I'd rather fish and be tough than good. Yeah. Bad conditions, bad fishing. That's when the cream rises to the top. Absolutely. It's always been like that. Always has, always will. Yes, sir. All right, Charlie P. Well, enjoy all your uh, time off and rest periods right now. Somebody wants to get that phone to ring and get some trips going. How do they get a hold of you, man? Give them a number. Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, Charlie. Always good talking to you, man. You have a good day, bud. Oh, who, Take care, Mickey. Who's who's going to win the Super Bowl? I want the 49ers. I'm always you? for, okay. you know, I'm tired of watching the other ones win so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Get some get some fresh meat. All right, Absolutely. buddy. Charlie, see you, man. Talk to you later. Later. All right, that's Charlie Paradosky down in Matagorda. It's time for our top-of-the-hour break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.